0: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, crypto traders worldwide. I actually made a decision on the spur of the moment yesterday. I'm probably going to keep that intro because for the purposes of basic cryptonomics, the other song I was thinking of, I decided to put it on Gentleman's World, and I think it's a better fit there versus this one, which I think is perfect for cryptonomics. So let's get into what we want to talk about today. I do have a couple of interesting updates from previous updates, kind of secondary updates. I want to go over those. First, up front, a public service announcement for you if you are trading on Hotbit, because it seems like it's only Hotbit, and I'm not sure what the deal is with this. There seems to be some sort of issue, whether it's blockchain or them or whatever, around transactions where they're they're not showing up in the order book. So you might put an order in, and you're, you're like, where's my order at the bottom? It doesn't show up, and in your wallet, it doesn't reflect that the transaction took. And then it takes like two or three minutes for it to actually eventually process the order. I don't see a pattern other than it seems to be related to USD Tether. And I saw a lot of price movement on Tether with a lot of people selling, which correlates with my update today as well. So just be aware, it seems like it's only Hotbit because I was fine with KuCoin. I was fine with LBank. I was fine with Gate. Everything else seems to be clean. The other thing with Hotbit Hotbit. This is not their fault, but just it surfaced a general issue. If you're trading anything on the Polygon network, so specifically this would be the MATIC token, but also NFTs or any other token that's on the Polygon network, that one is heavily congested even now. There appears to be a super whale that was just doing a lot of transactional sends and he was consuming a lot of gas, and so it slowed, basically slowed things to a crawl to the point that OpenSea actually cut They shut down the ability to transfer nfts which has never happened before that i can recall so that's specifically polygon not ethereum general ethereum so if you're trading general ethereum nfts those are not affected if you're trading binance that's not affected if you're trading general ethereum tokens that's not affected phantom's not affected avalanche is not affected heco's not affected tron's not affected this appears to be specifically polygon To the point that I did a transaction send yesterday, uh, late yesterday, for some Matic tokens to send to my wallet so I could buy some Imperium, which I covered earlier in the episodes, which is a really solid project that's kind of gone under the radar. And they have not done the aggressive marketing that drives me nuts. And I'm not able to do it because I'm still waiting on the Matic. Even now today, it still has not finished the transaction. I contacted Hotbit. They said, no, it's just heavily congested right now. Don't worry about it. And then I confirmed it with one of the NFT developers that I'm familiar with. And he said, yeah, they're, they completely shut down because Polygon's just choked. And then he shared who that was. So if you are transacting NFTs or anything that's Polygon related, any delays you see are part of the blockchain. It's an issue with the blockchain. If you were using Polygon to send money from exchange to exchange, you might consider using something else like Algorand or Stellar XLM is a good one uh tezos is another one that's a good one for sends that i recently saw tezos is a little slower than the other ones but it's very reliable tron is a good one to send solana is a good one to send cardano is always good to send so there are a number of ones out there that you can use until polygon kind of lightens up but if you're doing nfts you're kind of screwed <laughs> if it's a polygon based nft there's not really much you can do until they fix it so that's that now let's get into it today as I, as I mentioned before, Cytomask is upon us within three days from now on Saturday. That's scheduled to release is Cytomask. And of course, there are a number of tokens on the initial release that are scheduled to skyrocket as a result of the release. So you're talking Kishimoto, you're talking Lily Finance, and a few others that uh, Impact XP, a few others that are going to be the kind of the first starters. Now, because they're first starters, you're going to want to put eyes on these guys and consider whether they're part of your portfolio or worth part of your portfolio. I've not covered impact XP because I needed to do some research on it. How, and I have done that and I'll wrap that up. It'll be part of one of my later updates. I did do Kishimoto. I'm bullish on the project. I have concerns with the developers because I think they kind of lost the pony with their Binance and phantom and avalanche holders. And I understand that they're the lesser number holders, but you really need to embrace all your investors. So, I'm bullish on the project. I'm not bullish on the team. It's the same as Satama. Just like with Satama, it's like it's a solid project, solid code, but just the developers make these preventable mistakes, and I think it'll survive long-term. It'll succeed long-term. It's a strong project long-term. It just will take longer to get there, and I'll talk about that with some of the other ones that I cover in due course. With SHIB, I as a follow-on to yesterday's events, SHIB is still – trending down it kind of goes a little bit up and down but it's trending down and then the rest of them in the ecosystem are getting major sales especially leash and bone now with bone i would treat it as a strong discount because my suspicion is that when shibarium does show up i think the reason there's a lot of sales now is that they see well this thing's not even coming for a while and they're just selling out that's my theory that means it's a strong discount opportunity for you if you believe in what they're talking about with shibarium Or if maybe you don't, it gives you an opportunity to exploit, I hate to use that word, but that's what it is, exploit the scarcity for BONE prior to the launch of Shibarium. But it got me thinking that I wanted to talk about the different tokens within the SHIB ecosystem today and why I felt like BONE was the wrong token to choose and also why I think it's having a hard time to get that sold, for lack of better terms, to more investors. SHIB from day one was always presented as the the backbone of everything. In the initial phases, SHIB was presented as the so-called Doge killer. As the eco evolved and SHIB swap showed up, and then we start seeing Bone, and we start seeing Leash, and then Ryoshi's vision pairs with them, and then we start seeing more tokens get on board, the Doge killer moniker shifted to Leash. If you look at Leash right now on any of the exchanges, any of the swaps, you'll see that it's called Doge killer as leash bone was kind of this middle governance token at some point that was going to be in the frame, but not the core token as was presented. SHIB was always to be the core token leash, the constrained inventory and everything was designed to help support the other two from a financial perspective. Bone was designed to help give what we're going to have with the so-called doggy Dow as they call it and give the investors the ability to buy in. Here's where they went wrong, in my opinion, because the vast majority of people have been holding SHIB and SHIB has been at the center of the marketing strategy and SHIB has been the one that built the organic community. I believe there was a faulty assumption that when you had them buy into one thing, it would automatically convince them to buy into the other two for the same reasons, which was scarcity of supply and price movement. This partially worked but did not sustain because Bone never had a utility for over a year. Leash never had a utility other than quick pump and dump profits. So now you're at the situation where both of them are trending down, and I do think they'll recover as you get closer to Shibarium, but you have a lot of investors who are frustrated seeing the downward price movement of Shib, Bone, and Leash, especially Shib, because it seems like Shib was never able to recover, then you announce a billion SHIB burn when you're sitting on 500 trillion tokens left to be burned doesn't put things in a good light. And so I don't know the easy solution to this. Some have said that developers should literally burn hundreds of trillions of tokens at this point. Why don't they do it? I suspect, and I'm not in that room, but I suspect the reason that they're not doing it is because they're banking on Shibarium and further enhancements to ShibaSwap and other application transactional type things to do the burn for them. And they're banking on more people getting on board with what it's doing. If that is correct and that theory is solid, then it's a faulty strategy. And I would blame the developers for losing sight of the vision that they once had, which was SHIB is the core behind this. SHIB is what we should focus on. SHIB is going to make everything work. And with the number of holders they have, it just created the opportunity for all this attack that's coming from Antis and Doge and Satama and all these, because they have, they're kind of standing still. You never want to stand still. That's what started to harm Doge is they started standing still and it took them a long time to kind of click in and say, you know, we need to get something better going. Meanwhile, that money just flows to other projects like a Satama. Satama happens to have burns and other mechanics built into it. that give it a tactical advantage And then you still have Floki and Kishu and all these others out there that are taking a little bit of money and people just dance. My summary thoughts, if any of the developers are listening, I do agree that a larger one-time burn is warranted if only to invite, invite more people to the tokens, all three, by way of seeing stronger price movement than we're able to do in what you're currently doing. Like at your current velocity, you're not going to see any significant price movement for the span of 2022. I would argue that's, that's not acceptable. And if you're going to respond with the, well, Bitcoin, nine years, do, 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 I would counter by saying that Bitcoin to this day, its, its supply is so constrained that it made sense for it to have the nine year deal because when it started, nobody believed it was going to go anywhere. We already saw ship as potential. You've already sold the potential. What you now have to do is sustain that pattern, and you haven't done it. And to me, the large burn does make sense. I would do it as a one time. And if you take, let's say, 500 trillion as the remaining inventory, I would burn 400 trillion of that remaining. I would leave 100 trillion left over for the rest of the growth, based on my math. And if anybody contradicts, I want the smoke. Based on my math, that means you should be get, able to get very dangerously close to a penny if you don't hit a penny. And yes, you're going to have a lot of sales, but the key is tie this burn to purchases of bone and leash. How would that work? Simply have people buy bone and leash. And for every purchase of, let's say, leash, and let's say right now its price is like $1,400 or $1,300. Okay, if you buy one leash at $1,300 or a leash is worth of $1,300 across X number of people, you're going to burn $1,300 worth of ship and so on until you get to capacity. Now you're giving a use case for why people should buy more leash. You're giving a use case for why people should buy more bone. Take it a step further. If you were to stake your leash, let's, I'll pick on leash because it has the strongest price movement potential. If you were to stake your leash, you will burn that price plus every single month, you will burn that same price for as long as it stays staked. The only thing that can happen when you do that is your SHIB price goes up, your LEASH price goes up, your BONE price goes up because there are people who use BONE to get LEASH rewards. So by doing that, you're encouraging them to buy both. You're encouraging everybody to stake, which has positive price movement. And if you broadcast that out to every single person who has it right now, there are going to be people who literally sell their SHIB to buy into those other ones. Well, when they sell those, you're going to offset it with this that I'm talking about, this burn that I'm talking about to offset that. I don't think that anybody's going to listen, but that's what I would personally recommend if I were in that room is to say now is the time to get creative with burns and we should embrace more burns than what you have because the supply is simply too great to rely solely on transactional burns. This is my opinion, and I stick to it. So that's all my updates for the past tokens that were of the the big list, the major ones, and then other ones, just lesser updates. Kind of circling back, Para Inu, which I covered before. Para Inu, I'm still bullish on, and if you have been watching its graph, it has been in the red for a little bit of a while. However, it's rebounded pretty darn nicely from my perspective. Given the sell pressure that it's been subjected to, it has managed to bounce right back into a positive trend from what I see. That means that if you were bought in and then you're collecting reflections, you're banking reflections pretty good. If you're able to get from my angle, this is my sole perspective, do your own research, but if you're able to get a trillion of these guys, I think it's the next Satama easily people will be made millionaires within a year, possibly within 2022. I'm I'm still bullish on it. I think it's a good team and I think they're doing everything right. I think what's happening over the industry wide is there's a lot of sellouts, people getting ready for tax season. I don't think it's a bear season, but I do think people are kind of just shifting money around to get ready for what they know is coming in April is my theory on the flip side. One that I covered, Antis Emu, of course, the one that wants to kill SHIB. And it was under extremely heavy sell pressure. I, to the degree I've never seen before in any token. Um, it didn't bottom out, but it did go and lose a significant amount of its gains. It is now trending back upward. And I still think I'm bullish on that one. Just because of all the moves that that developer seems to have made and the potential for strong price movement. I'm watching that one as well. But I'm bullish on that one. I would love to talk to the guy as well just to kind of get a sense of his thought process. I will tell you that he's getting attacked from various people in the SHIB side because the distribution that he did in order to all the SHIB people get them aware of it is somewhat of a dusting type situation. And in some cases, that's perceived as an attack. Now, the flip, as I mentioned, with Mega Doge and Zeta Reality and others that have done that same is I mentioned specifically with Zeta that if done correctly and you were to communicate it, then it could be used as a strong marketing tool. And that's what it looks like he did. I don't see any intent that's malicious from him other than, like his beef is not with the SHIB investors. Because if it was, he would not have openly sent it and then only sent one to everybody. And there was a thought process, right? He didn't send a bunch to whales. He didn't send a bunch to Vitalik. He didn't do things that would harm the token. He just sent one to everybody equal. You're all on the same playing field and you're included. So if you want to benefit from it, you can benefit from it. If you don't sell it and it's not going to harm because it's just one token, but his beef clearly is with the ship developers and the way that they've handled the project. And he's kind of acting on behalf. I will say though, that some of the messaging coming from their social media, I think has very, has been very childish. And if I were to give feedback, if he is listening, They really need to kind of get more mature in how they present social media because I do think that that has a tendency to turn off certain investors when you come across as just kind of bitter or you're stating it as a childish attack as opposed to just putting the message. I was a SHIB investor or maybe still am. I've not been satisfied with the price movement. I created this token to try to create strong price movement and show the SHIB team how we think it should be done as well as to enrich everybody that's in the SHIB ecosystem. Here I am. I want to smoke. I'll do an AMA. I'll get on video, whatever you want to do so that, you know, I'm really one of you, but I'm trying to benefit you. That's what I'd love to see from this guy. If he's listening or anybody from that group's listening, I will invite you on the show. I would love to talk to you and hear your story because I'm a SHIB investor myself. I have been a SHIB investor, you know, since last year, mid last year. And I did sell for profit, the vast majority. I have a small stake in one wallet and I have some in Shiba Swap for the Ryoshi rewards, as I've mentioned. Other than that, I've not bought back into SHIB because of, I don't want to say dissatisfaction, but kind of disappointment with the way the development management's happened. And somebody reached out on Reddit and said, hey, you know, I'm concerned about SHIB. And I told them, I still think it's solid. I just think the devs are in over their head. They didn't realize what they were sitting on. And they failed to capitalize on the momentum that they had, you know, in mid 2021. For sure, there was strong momentum prior to the coin market cap fiasco. That I think that episode should have been a kind of a flashing light in their eyes. It's like, okay, so when we had when coin market cap showed us as having 300 trillion, our price went to the moon. But when they corrected it, it trashed. Okay, well let's get rid of 200 million. Duh, to me. <laughs> And they didn't do that. And so now people are getting antsy and getting kind of nervous. There's still some long haul people. There's still whales buying in. I'm still bullish about the project. But as I mentioned on one of the earlier episodes, their price capacity is going to hit a hit a standstill. And that's where we're at. And until they're able to breach the original all-time high, which they have not done yet, it's going to be a long sell for 2022, which is why I said they should do a burn. But that's why I want to talk to the people behind Anticine you, to just... Let them get on the air and let people that are really, are you serious about this? Are you truly legit? Are you not a scammer? If you're able to get on the, you want the smoke and you get on the air and you put a voice to that and put a name to it, I guarantee you people will buy in and that can only help everybody. Think about that. It helps everybody in the SHIB ecosystem because even if you didn't sell that coin, but you just sat on it, didn't buy any more, at some point, worst case, you'll see that what you're trying to do actually does work. You have the opportunity to set that framework for any other token to show that this is really what we should be doing in order to promote token growth as opposed to what SHIB did, which was an artificial dump, essentially, to this idiot Vitalik, which was helpful but also harmful in the reputation of the token. I want to help you tell your story, so if you want to come on the the show and you want to smoke, I would love to have you on the show and investor to investors, all it is, and we'll chat and talk it out. And I will spread it to the world so that other SHIB holders can hear you tell your story and we can talk it out investor to investor. And I'll hit you with hard questions about motivation and strategy and long term and utility and all that so that they can hear it straight from you so that they can get some more confidence. Because, again, any confidence we can increase from the SHIB army helps everybody. So if you want the smoke, this is an open invite. Contact us. We have a link on our Twitter This will be added to the Antis Enu Twitter group. The link's on our Twitter. When you click that link, it'll take you to our link tree, and at the bottom is a form. Fill it out, and we will schedule you on the show on our quickest episode that we can. We have a couple things to cover, but I would gladly prioritize fitting you in there because I do believe that you have the right motivations, but I want to try to help wherever I can, and if I'm wrong, I'll smell it a mile away because I think I'm pretty good at it. As of right now though, I'm bullish about antese you I just think they're having a hard time because the ship army is kind of pushing back a little bit because they're skeptical rightfully so in how it was done. All right, let's get into our so-called underdog token and this one is an underdog token by definition of said it truly is and I've talked about it multiple times and refused to cover it. Number one because I wasn't convinced that it was worth the time, but also there was not a much, on, much on the site that was for me to parse. They, it's a well-done site. I just, for me, it doesn't work for me, brother. Let me go in. This is Mononoke Inu, by the way. And like I said, I've mentioned it before. I've looked at it at least 12 times. And every single time, I'm just like, eh, eh. And I'm, even now, I'm like, eh. The, for the website, I love the wallpaper. It's a Wix website. I can tell that. I love the wallpaper because it looks like something I could paint using the Bob Ross kit, and I want to try it. And if I could pull that off, I think it would be a good saying. Anyway, Mononoke Inu, okay? This one's gotten a lot of freaking chatter all over the place. I actually did an update before where there was one dev from Suzuki that claimed that people from the Suzuki team, which eventually rug pulled, were involved with Mononoke. I have not verified this to be true. However, when I look at Mononoke's behavior and process and what they're trying to do, it doesn't strike me as any sort of rug pull. I don't see any down points. I don't see any strong up points. And I want to clarify what I mean. I'm not trashing them as a token. I'm giving them a chance. I am bought in. I do have a pretty decent bag. I wouldn't say it's a major bag. I'm not a whale, but I have a decent bag sitting in. I believe it's my L bank just to kind of watch it and of course, when you have it in L Bank, you are entitled to these, I believe it's static rewards for Mononoke. So that's appealing. And I'll just watch it. You know, it could be that it turns into the next Atama. Who knows? I've got nothing really to lose at this point because I had some extra money to throw at it. But it's on the Ethereum network. So you can buy it through Uniswap if you want, or you can buy it through certain exchanges. L Bank, I said, would be my go to if I would recommend one. It has a decent chart movement to it. It doesn't have anything that's kind of scary in how it goes up or down. I didn't see anything about that one. And this one came up as a community token. It, it talks as a community token. It's, it presents itself as a community token. There are pros and cons to this. Number one, as a pro, of course, SHIB was a community token, and we saw that it was able to be successful long-term just by organic community. I've talked about that. The downside, of course, is that people are going to look for utility at some point, and I'm gonna talk about their presented utility here in a moment. But when you present it as a community token, the fact that it tied to ENU, which is basically the dog token, I believe has kind of there's less desire to buy into those. It doesn't mean it's totally dead, but I think that the the novelty's wearing off. And that may cause kind of a long play, meaning it'll take a long time for it to realize what it's trying to do just because it's associated to that in-use situation, you're always going to have people buy into it. And as long as they do the strong community and the strong outreach and word of mouth and everything else, I think it'll work out long-term. I just think it'll take them a while to really get eyes on the product. And as I look at Mononoke's price movement on the exchange, and I use the central exchanges because the central exchanges gives me a strong perception of, the, the actual individual price movement. Like, are we seeing that the price is being pushed up or are we seeing that the, it's kind of selling at a discount? It has strong upward price movement. However, the volume is nowhere near what it really should be in order to start cracking some zeros down, as they would say. Currently right now, it's got 10 zeros, which means that it has a strong potential to at minimum drop two zeros. So if you were to toss some money into it, you would just have to wait. But at some point, yes, I do believe it's going to be profitable because it does have strong upward price movement trends. In terms of tokenomics, there's a tax that applies on buys and sells. And there's a 1% redistribution to the holders. And like I said, LBank does support this. I believe it's static rewards in their case. So if you did buy it to the exchange to avoid the gas fees, you still are entitled to at least a portion of the reflections. I don't think it's the full percentage, but anything's better than nothing. If you buy you know, a couple trillion of them, you can get a pretty good bag. 5% set aside for the wallet, and 5% set aside for development, including, including project management and project development. And the marketing looks like it's focused on the community aspect. So they've set aside money in order to market this guy and get kind of organic word of mouth, which is always good. There is a burn mechanic that happens on a regular basis. They did not burn of the total supply that's there, and I believe it has one quintillion as last I checked. They did not burn, you know, sometimes they'll burn like half the, the remaining supply. They only did a 5% as of the front, and then they do transactional burns. I want to talk about why that's significant. This one's, this one's all-time high happened months ago. This one's been out for a while, and it happened months ago, but it's all-time high as of today. We're not that far off from where its all-time high was before, and it's trending upward in terms of the price movement, but downward in terms of its volume. This indicates to me that the burn mechanics actually working because what it's saying is that although there are less people that are buying certain dollar amounts or greater, there happen to be less tokens that are being put into the supply, and so more tokens taken out of supply, which tends to bring upward price movement even though the volume is somewhat down. As the volume goes up and the burns start to go up, that means you should start seeing some strong shoot-up in price. And we did see a lot of this start in about December. I believe it was like the early or yeah early January, late December is when we started to see some strong shoot ups as they've kind of gotten more word out and got more people on it. Even though the volume is down from where it used to be, it's still able to maintain strong upward momentum. This stood out to me at least as something that's worth looking into. That's why I bought a bag because I saw that there's something here. I don't know exactly what it is yet. And it's gonna take some time. Like I said, it's a long play because of the word of mouth and the community focus. But I was willing to give it a chance and try to see is this gonna be something. You know, it's been around since, you know, October, I believe it was. So it's got a couple months and but it's not made significant progress in those few months. But it has it has shown a strong enough chart, I guess to say, to give it some give it some focus. So I gave it some focus. I'll sit on it, I will watch it, see how it does. It did go through a certic audit. I was looking at the CERDIC audit results earlier and I was, again, I don't like reading certics audit because it's kind of a pain to kind of interpret what they have as a former auditor. It's not a bad thing. It just, it's a little bit of a pain. They only have one major, which was about, and all of them have the same thing. And I want to explain this one. When you keep the ownership, so you don't renounce ownership, there's a what in audit terms is called a centralization risk or overprivileged risk, right? The owner could basically take the project. They purposely made the decision not to renounce ownership because when you're trying to get on the central exchanges, it's it's in order to get on the central exchanges more efficiently, you're really going to need to keep the ownership in order to keep it, keep it going at some point after it's done, then you could renounce ownership when it makes sense. But, Sometimes when you get on the exchanges, you have to adjust the the contracts or you have to work things out. And so as you want to get on more central exchanges, you're going to keep that ownership in place. Some people get nervous when they see ownership still in place. Ownership still in place is not too bad as long as the developer wallets are not in play and the liquidity is locked to some degree and you see that they're making inroads to others. And like I said earlier, make sure that it's been around for a while. Don't just YOLO in the day one you know you might toss a couple of dollars kind of watch the price movement of it just to make a decision but don't YOLO into it from day one give it some time to either succeed or fail and at some point it'll convince you okay this one's here to stay they willingly pay for and go through the certic audit process and then most importantly what did they do about the audit results so the one major that they had they fixed it then they had some two minors and then four informational and minor, of course, is M-I-N-O-R, not M-I-N-E-R. They did not fix any of the rest of them. I don't consider that as concern per se, but because, again, Certix classification is kind of weird. But the just talking about the major one, this one had to do, again, with the owner, and it was able to affect the price movement, the things that they had in there to be able to price move the token or even restrict it. So, they were trying to talk about, you know, add multi signature, do things to where you're able to do that. They apparently, according to the audit result, they had renounced it. And this probably was after they got on the exchanges. They renounced the contract. So, it is renounced as of the date of the audit report. So, the, but it's also on the exchanges. So, you could go and buy it on the exchange in confidence that's renounced. Just understand that that means that at some point later, if they found that there's something with the contract that's, that's, hurting their ability to grow, they may end up doing a migration because they can't, when it's renounced, you can't work the code. You can't edit anything. So let's say there's something with the transaction fees or say they want to increase the reflections. They want to do something to adjust what they had built. You can't because it's renounced. That's the pro and con of it. Pro is, okay, it looks good that you don't have ownership. The con is you now can't do anything to fix anything. So I would estimate there's probably going to be some sort of a migration to a V2 probably sometime in late 2022, if I'm estimating. And it probably will come as a result of not seeing the price movement they wanted to see and trying to constrain the inventory further than they had and introduce new mechanics inspired by tokens like Earnhub where they saw, okay, we can do better. We just, this was our first pass and we thought it was good, but we want to do more. They'd have to do a migration. Then you'd have to do the pain of it. Hopefully they do a staking type of migration. But we'll have to see on that one. As far as the minor ones, uh, the first one talks about Uniswap and it's talking about uh, third party involvement. So I'm assuming what this is referred to is some sort of integration. I'm assuming it's not clear, but it's, it's assuming that there's some sort of integration that where the third party might be compromised and the third party being compromised might affect this token. But I don't, see why that would play into factor on this one especially because uniswap has some has some guardrails around it that one's kind of weird and i'm assuming because they classified it as minor they thought it was significant enough to mention but when they look at it it might you know what it might be it might be just the uniswap how they onboarded it to uniswap they might have concerns just with the uniswap integration one thing that i called out with uniswap The gas, when you do Satama trades, is significantly higher. And Keanu is another one. ID is another one. significantly higher than when you do another one. And usually that's because of the way that the contract's interacting. I don't think it's, you know, as far as audits, like, okay, it is what it is. We can't, you know, the way it is is the way it is. I don't, I wouldn't call it a minor. I might call that informational because it's it's something to be aware of, but I don't think you can really do much on it. Uh, Then there's a a process for slippage, uh, and they were saying the function, you know, this one might cause some issues with slippage, and they were talking about attacks, which I think that's so, it's so unlikely, that would be my lower concern. The greater concern would be to minimize how much slippage is necessary to do it. The function's a common function. I think it's worth calling out, but I would call it informational and just basically say, hey, introduce something that tries to control the slippage and then call it a day. I'm not worried about that one. Informational things like unnecessary variables. Okay, yeah, they didn't do anything because they don't hurt anything. I agree with them not touching that one. Uh, they had two variables that are the same exact thing. Uh, it doesn't hurt anything. It's, it's kind of code standard. It's not a hard, it's not, it doesn't hurt anything. It doesn't hurt you as an investor. It doesn't hurt them as an the owner. And since its ownership's renounced, it's, it's not like it would harm anything for exchanges or anything. Uh, preset fee. So why are you setting the fee again? Uh, that doesn't hurt anything. I I that one's efficiency, but it doesn't hurt anything. It doesn't hurt gas. Doesn't do anything. Uh, compiler version has nothing to do with anything. Uh, gas optimization. They were talking about. They were just basically saying try to optimize gas, which every token seems to struggle with. Generally speaking, it's a pretty clean report. I mean, the only thing that I saw on there was that you know the big one with the ownership renounce, and of course they renounced ownership to try to solve it. Just know that if you buy into Mononoke, that's going to mean, chances are, they're going to do a migration later when they decide, okay, this isn't working for us, brother, and we need to get into a new contract with new tokenomics so we can push this thing forward because we're not getting the growth that we expect. And because of the supply and the way that it's working, like today, it's like a lesser version of Satama in terms of the burn and the awareness and the growth and the, and the volume. But because it's a lesser version of said, that means there were a lot more opportunities to do more because of the supply that they didn't do and because they didn't do it and because they renounced it in response to the audit, which I don't agree with. I, In this case, I would not have renounced it. I would have simply said, we'll just do multi-signature so that multiple people have to sign off on any decisions before we make any of those decisions and then wrote it off the audit because it's not a major big deal to remain— remain in ownership of the contract especially if you plan to adjust things like reflections and burn in support of the growth of the token like it seems like it's too early we're only three months out and there's a lot of opportunity with what i saw in the tokenomics where they could have done more than what they did that doesn't mean it's a bad project it seems like a solid project it seems like they have the right plan and tools and they're doing things on social media and it's it i think it has potential it's just I do think that there, I, I estimate there's going to be some sort of migration to a V2 at some point because of the limitations of the current contract, just like we saw with SafeMoon, just like we saw with SafeEarn and EarnHub and so many others that eventually moved to a different version because they were so limited by the core. Not a bad thing, but of course, as an investor, if you buy into Mononoke, you just need to be aware you know, that trillion tokens that you hold is going to go down to a couple of million when they constrain the inventory. And that has a psychological effect, I think, on the investor pool. So that's Mononoki. And again, I am bought in as an investor on the exchange and I'll just watch it. And who knows, maybe I'm wrong and they don't do a migration. And they leave it like it is. And then, you know, by the end of 2022, they've dropped three zeros and they're able to get enough eyes on it to where it's able to get more, you know, out there. And if it gets on side of mask, which I think it was trying to, if it gets on side of mass, that's more awareness as well. If it's able to tell, but because it's renounced ownership, I'm not sure that's even eligible because that has criteria. But if it's able to get on more of these outlets and get more exposure and get more in social media, and then just the organic growth you could have, just like with SHIB, just a few months where it takes some time, but it is able to eventually start dropping zeros. And because it has good burn mechanics that SHIB lacks and good reflection mechanics that SHIB lacks, you might, be sitting on, you might be sitting on gold here. Who knows? So it's worth looking at. Please do look into it. If, you're, if you've heard about it, take a look at it. Do your own research. Make your own decision for your own portfolio. As part of a diverse portfolio, I don't see a problem. I would not yellow into it. I would have it as part of a group of them. I'll be back with you tomorrow. I got more exciting tokens on the radar for you. In the meanwhile, take care.